Uh, this week's shows are before and after of the Histon match, where um, um, we get to see me, or hear from me, uh, before the game and then after the game um, to see what I thought. So enjoy. Well, we're pre-match uh, at the minute. Um, off to the drove to see uh, Yaxley against Histon in the Northern Premier League Midlands Division. Big game, massive game for both sides really. Histon need to start winning to start to close the gap on teams in that low mid-table like us. And of course, three points for Yaxley today would put the likes of Histon and Wisbeach, depending on obviously Wisbeach's result, Soham, who we've got coming up soon, it would put a lot of those teams a lot further away from us. So it's a biggie. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do some updates from the match. Just back in um, from the game. Um, really good performance. Uh, five goals um, and, uh, and, and an easy win against a rival at the bottom of the table. So really positive. Um, even even a good goodish crowd. Um, there's always the argument that potentially there was more Histon than Yaxley fans in, but who cares? There was quite a lot of people um, there to enjoy what was a really positive and bright performance, despite the conditions. The wind in the first half was a real factor, um, and you kind of wondered whether Yaxley would need to get a reasonable sort of head start. Um, but one of the old guys in the Vulture squad around me in the stand said, this has got nil-nil written all over it. And after that, um, Dan Cotton went on a little scoring spree. And there were a couple of chances early, uh, early on that, that didn't quite fall for him. Um, there was one where he was throwing a goal that it sort of bobbled. Um, but when he was able to, uh, to steal across to the near post, um, Jake Batsby delivered the perfect ball in. And um, he tucked it in the bottom right-hand corner. And pretty quickly after that, we were away um, again down the left-hand side. Um, and some good work from Battersby got him into the area, and I think it was fair to say that it was a it was a good stick on on penalty, and uh, and Dotty put it in to uh, to make it two nil. And at half time, you kind of felt, has that enough? Are we a little bit short on goals because it felt like the the Histon might might onslaught? They were certainly a bigger physical side than us, um, but it didn't happen. Um, it didn't happen, and they. Uh, well, came out for the second half and one or two of the players were like, oh, where's the wind gone? The wind's died. Um, uh, and, and really after that, there was a purple patch for Yaxley um, where again, Cotton got in. Again, he'd gone across the defence at the near stick um, and put the, the, the third in for his hat-trick. Um, near enough from the restart, it felt. Um, Ishola went through. The keeper who'd been bemoaning the lack of support from his centre-halves in front of him um, all game, uh, decided to take matters into his own hands and went motoring out of his area at high speed. Um, didn't get to the ball, got like dinked over him and then nodded in um, for, for four. And um, it, we almost felt like we would potentially take our foot off the gas, settle, bit of game management rather than go for the handful. Um, but we kind of let him sneak back in at that point. Um, both goals weren't great from a Yaxley point of view in in defending balls across the area that were that were left to, to travel. But you know that's fine. That's all stuff that can get worked on. And and when you've, you you know your attackers have, have already scored four, you're probably allowed to to, to make one. And then um, 
the Sparrow was fed after a frustrating afternoon in front of goal for uh, for him, to be fair. He, um, across, eluded everyone. He'll say it's a shot, won't he? Um, and went in, and that was um, the fifth. There was still time for another almost carbon copy goal for Histon um, to make it 5-2. But in the end, it was a fairly comprehensive, um, a fairly comprehensive win. Um, and a great result going into the big games that we've talked about last month. Uh, last week, rather, with um, with Belper, there was 122 was the official attendance in the drive. And those goals kind of came in spurts um, for us. So 30 and 38 minutes, um, the first half goals um, from Cotton won a penalty. He scored on the hour. Oh, well, he scored on the 59th minute. Ishola scored on the hour. And then um, after Reese Thorpe had pulled one back, Matt Sparrow, um, scored on the 77th and Ed Rolfe on the 79th. Um, a, a good mention for for actually for, for the side, Connor Peters was excellent um, at the back, um, sadly forced off. It uh, looked like an injury. Um, Dan Cotton was replaced by um, by Florence Sagium at the end and Carl Nolan um, came on, I think, for Jake Battersby, um, who probably would have been man of the match in my opinion. What that result did for us was, well, very little in terms of positions in the table. Um, We stay 13th. We are 17th points above the relegation playoffs um, on 32 points from 26 games. And we are now 20 points clear of the actual main relegation zone. So outside of the relegation playoffs. it's the gap is now 18 points to those playoffs. Um, and I think it looks like, you know, mid table ninth, something like that is probably with a good run, probably the best, um, probably the best that, that we could, uh, that we could get to. Um, but you know, fingers crossed. Um, in terms of goal scorers, now Dan Cotton's hat trick moves him up to 11 for the season. He's still quite some way short of Jack Langston of Chasetown, who uh, who banged a couple in against us the other week, and he's on twenty. Um, but it just stretches him ahead of uh, of Matt Sparrow, who um, was in uh, in a good position on eight as well, along with Dotty. Um, so that takes us through the weekend's league fixture, uh, the league fixtures, um, and all of the updates from from the excellent football web pages app. A good day all round. So the rest of the podcast this week will be um, more news uh, and updates. Um, we won't cover the St Ives game in massive detail. It was the Hunts Cup. Um, and whilst it's, a, as, as I said on the website, it's actually a competition that's been pretty kind to us. We've had some great battles with the likes of God Manchester and so on over the years. I love it. Ainsbury. Um, have, have always been a battler with us. Um, but, you know, our priority is staying in the league. And, you know, I think whilst it would have been probably nicer to have got within eight of, uh, of St. Ives or at least got on the score sheet, it, it, it was um, it was a challenging fixture for us to have. Um, but, you know, it shows that squad-wise, depth-wise, that's something that, that potentially... We're going to work on, and Robbo, the new reserve team manager, is going to work hard on. Um, it's annoying because um, 
I know people that went to the game who didn't didn't make it into the second half or left a little bit earlier, um, and that's a shame because um, you know you, you you want to reward your paying spectators for for turning out, especially on a on a January evening. Um, but you know, one of those things it happens, um, and we move on and we move on fast because we need to be ready. Let's get ready for Belper, as um, PJ and Duncan once sang, uh, and a big game and one which. Um, Probably will have no bearing on the outcome of, of of the season, but you know they're going for the playoffs. We can we can you know get amongst teams at the top of the league and show that away from home we're not a soft touch against some of these bigger sides, and that's that's an important next stage in this uh, teams uh, and the club's development as we go forward. So that ticks that one off the list. Um, no midweek league games that I could see. So the um, we stay 13th as we were at the weekend, which is um, a great position to be in, um, unless you're superstitious, of course. Um, and yeah, closing in on Brett Spalding United, who have to be the target, I suppose, especially after we've took six points off from this season. Um, one or two other bits and bobs. The reserves um, continue their development, uh, continue to do uh, to do well, continue to learn their trade under, uh, under Robbo. And um, it's good to see it's good to see that the engagement and things and, and everything's kind of carrying on from uh, from where we were at with um, uh, with um, Dan and Dan. Um, we're 14th in the league on 18 points from 22 games, but you know that's that's not the uh, that's not the, the the objective here. The objective, I think, is to to continue to try and get players through and to continue to try and get players in a position where you know they they can do. Um, they can do the business and, and step up to the first team, as we saw, you know, the other night. It's not actually that easy. A um, couple of interesting, a uh, couple of interesting things to kind of say about about the reserves. There, there's one or two players that have stayed in um, that I recognise from from the previous management. Quite a lot that I don't. Um, Yaxley went behind at Odeby on Saturday, but came back for a draw. Adam Isenovich with our goal. Um, on 80 minutes. Um, I'm interested to see the name below him on the team sheet, who's a Chermel Korkmaz. And uh, it's left me wondering um, if it is uh, any relation, the son of um, the former Deeping manager and, and Stamford legend, Tunge Korkmaz. So we're doing a bit of digging to find that, to find that out if we can. Um, another thing that's kind of come up from, from kind of uh, a question I put on the club Facebook page is that um, the team are staying with Joma Sportswear for next year through Harrywood Teamwear. That will be interesting to see. Um, I quite like this season's kit um, and last season's because it was the same thing. Uh, I'd want them to keep. I want us to keep orange as the away kit, of course, because my catchphrase of "We always win in orange" would be useless if we never actually played in that colour. So. Um, it would be great to to see. It would also be great if there's like one or two options that maybe the club put on Facebook for people to, to choose. Because now there's a few people out there who buy the kit. It would be nice to uh, for, for the fans to have some sort of impact in, in that, which would be um, which would be interesting. So, you know, over to you, actually, FC, see if that's something that's um, that's doable. It's kind of along that option that uh, a sort of long-held thought and ambition of mine about a supporters club for Yaxley FC has been um, has been bubbling away in my brain. Um, it's already registered. I've already done the registration part with the Football Supporters Trust. So um, if anyone out there is interested or has any ideas or feels like um, it's something that could be progressed, my, my thoughts are that this needs to be um, not necessarily 
a supporters club that just um, you know lassoes the the volunteers in. That's that's what the football club committee is for. This is a supporters club that that looks at what the supporters um, looking after the supporters and you know maybe more strategically what the supporters can do for for the longer term vision of the club that a committee on a day to day basis aren't going to have time to do. So um, yeah, have a think and um, any comments move move forward. I've spoken to one or two um, other supporters clubs, supporters trusts, supporters associations to get some ideas. Um, so that's something that that's, that's in the offing, and I, I really welcome you know your views. I think it's a it has to be an independent organisation. Um, and it has to be an organisation that works for the the, the betterment of uh, of the club in terms of you know what it can do to to support the main committee and the main function of the club um, without taking away anything away from what they're doing, but complementing and adding to what they do. So, messages and comments, please. In the meantime, uh, good luck to uh, to the lads at Belpron Saturday, um, and I will speak to you next week. <laughs>